if you expect your relationship with your distributed team to thrive and your project to succeed, you'll want to be aware of these truths. Hi, welcome back to Smarter Software Outsourcing. I'm your host, Frederick Joy, and today I'm going to be talking about the subtle yet potentially destructive behaviors and misconceptions you might have about your remote team. I've personally been observing how product owners perceive and work with their distributed developers for the last 10 years, and I can tell you this, there are important things your developers won't say but wish you knew. Yes, believe me, if you expect your relationship with your distributed team to thrive, and your project to succeed, you'll want to be aware of these truths. So let's jump right away into this new episode entitled Four Things Your Software Development Team Wishes You Knew. First, treating your remote software development team differently than your core team is the worst idea. Nothing derails a software development project like keeping your remote team in the dark. By seeing your distributed members as outsiders and treating them differently than your internal team, you essentially deprive them of precious knowledge that could not only be critical to their understanding of your project, but also greatly affect their motivation. And that makes sense. On the one hand, because your team lacks a comprehensive view of your business and the project at hand, they're likely to propose suboptimal or inappropriate solutions. On the other hand, the perceived lack of trust and the feeling of alienation could seriously bring down their morale, motivation, and in effect, productivity. Ouch. So keep in mind that mutual trust, transparency, and proper understanding of your expectations are essential components of a successful outsourcing partnership. Nothing good can come out without it. So my advice is this. Take care of your distributed team members the same way you would do with your in-house guys. This is the only way for your collaboration to work really well and the best approach for your company over the long term too. Trust them. After all, when you choose remote software developers to support your in-house efforts, you also choose strategic partners. Maybe even pay them a visit once or twice a year if you can, and you can be sure it would bring about a very positive impact on the global output. We've experienced it ourselves at Arcanis and so have our clients. So the bottom line is that treating your distributed team differently than your core team is a price not worth paying. Second, performance and output are the result of both our efforts. Outsourcing is a relationship. And like all relationships, it requires the participation and self-awareness of both parties in order to thrive. And experienced clients tend to complain about a substandard when in fact the project is barely monitored, the communication is sloppy, and the in-house counterparts are mostly unresponsive. I know it's tempting to step out as much as possible, but as the product owner, you cannot hand off the software project to your remote team and just wait until it's done. Beside the fact that there's no such thing as done in modern software development since products are constantly adapted, updated, and upgraded, but we'll talk about this in another episode. Instead, You want to be actively involved in every step of your project from the initiation phase up onwards. Again, being engaged is the only way to see your outsourcing process truly succeed. Now, you might argue that with the right provider, such engagement with your remote team's operation shouldn't be necessary. After all, your provider is likely to already have well-oiled processes and systems in place. So why bother? The thing is, 
they might have the best processes and follow the practices in the industry, it wouldn't be quite enough to keep the project running smoothly. With all the possible changes, questions, and issues that may arise, the safest way to ensure you aren't missing out not being in an office together is to keep your team engaged through regular communications, whether via video calls or chats on the fly, and have someone on your end available during their work hours. Plus, half the time, bottlenecks are caused by a delay in the client's decision-making process. You are the expert in your business domain and you are expected to have an in-depth understanding of the necessary adjustments to be done. Speedy decision-making means fewer bottlenecks and increased productivity levels of the team. So, the bottom line is, your team alone is never fully responsible for the output. It also heavily depends on how proactive you are in managing your team. Third, more developers on the team does not always mean faster results. It's commonplace to think that the more heads there are in the rooms, the faster things will be done. And while it typically works in a manufacturing environment, software development just doesn't work that way, simply because software development is not a linear process. One, because there is an unavoidable ramp-up time needed for any new team members to familiarize with your project and become productive. The more complex the project, the longer it takes. Second, because more people leads to more communication overheads, which leads to more friction and therefore less productive work done. Lastly, since most software development tasks are not divisible, then adding more people to the job won't necessarily accelerate its completion. Chances are that it will delay it even further. So, less people then? Maybe. Four to five people in your team is basically what you want to aim for. Past this threshold, the work process would no longer be as efficient. If the project has to involve more individuals, you may want to create multiple independent teams. Undoubtedly, four teams of five would have higher productivity with less bottlenecks in communication channels than one single team of 20. So the bottom line is, consider splitting up your scrum teams before they get too big. Check out my previous episode of the five best practices to follow when assembling your offshore team. Fourth, software engineers are not just coders. They are also advisors. Aside from the actual software development services, you are also paying for your developers' expertise and problem-solving skills. This is in their core competency, so you are always welcome to ask for advice when you need it. After all, you're making an investment, so you might as well get the best value from it. Of course, your team's ability to act as technical advisors, UX experts of software productivity strategists, greatly depends on the collaboration type you're going for with your outsourcing partner. Some engagement models are geared toward delivering the actual software solutions, nothing less, nothing more. Others simply stick to meeting the required manpower. But for many enterprises, the ideal partnership involves solid cooperation with experts who have a deep understanding of the industry. People who know all about the whole development lifecycle can anticipate the user's needs, are able to give solid advice, and are not afraid to step in when issues arise or when they see you taking the wrong path. Passion minds who are continuously updating their tech skill sets to ensure that you're getting the best possible solutions for your needs. That's how we envision our partnership at Arcanis. 
now for this advisor role to work and be legitimate, the remote software development team should have the same standards as yours. You want both parties aligned when it comes to running day-to-day operations and evaluating the quality of work. Of course, I'm not saying that your devs are living gods and that they have the perfect answers to all of your questions. You may need to deal with other experts like business analysts to turn your needs into clear requirements or UI UX designers for clean user-oriented interfaces, for example. The bottom line is always make sure you surround yourself with the people you actually need. So as a conclusion, if there's one thing that has the power to make or break the success of your outsourcing venture, it is the very relationship you'll be building with your team. Yes, they will be dedicated to your project, working on your product, achieving your goals, executing your vision. But being genuinely engaged with them, keeping an open ear and showing that you care takes the collaboration to a whole new level and definitely secures your whole outsourcing effort. So leaders, are you guilty of any of these mistakes? What other truth have you realized about your remote teams? You can interact me on LinkedIn slash FredJoy or via email at fred.artanis.com. I'd be curious to hear about your own experiences and see whether that challenges what you knew about your team somehow. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Smarter Software Outsourcing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your messages and talk to you soon.